This episode of Radio Drama Revival is brought to you by our friends at Dashlane, the form-filling, password-remembering, data-protecting, all-in-one application. Hello, friends. From the middle of a pitched battle against the ninth demon of the patriarchy. We knew this monster would be hard to take down, but jeepers! He's throwing fireballs, we're hiding behind a stand of rubber trees, and I broke Anne's sword on his foot. It was just a decorative sword. You spent $640 of my money on a wall hanger, Anne? Uh, You know what? Now is not the time. At least I signed us up for Dashlane. Dashlane? What good will that do? Heather! Hi, guys. I got one of those dark web monitoring surface pings from Dashlane. What? How? There's no darker web than the one the patriarchy leaves. Got your signal? Came right over. And I may have brought swords. When did you have time to make these? I've been taking a weekend class. All right, buds, let's take down that demon. We'll play the jingle. Dash lane, live life in the fast lane. Get yourself some cash lane, and you'll be living easy and free. Your internet experience could be so much better with Dash lane. Start dashing through the internet and help support the show by visiting dashlane.com slash RDR to start your 30-day free trial of Dashlane. No credit card required. If you like it, use code RDR at checkout to save 10% on your premium subscription. All right, on to the show. This week, a fantasy kingdom with a dark secret. A young prince in peril. Meeting new people while you're still in your pajamas. We're diving into Gimlet's Two Princes this week, right here on Radio Drama Revival. Hey folks, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. There is this notion, and it's an incorrect one, that certain stories are played out, that there's no more juice to be wrung from familiar story forms, particularly fairy tales, that there are a discrete, limited number of stories, and that we have heard them all. This is, of course, nonsense. There are infinite stories, because there are infinite minds to write them, infinite hands and mouths to tell them, and infinite minds and ears and hearts to take them in. If you tire of fairy stories, then you are hearing too many fairy stories from the same hands. New hands cradle genres once thought to be exhausted and spent, cup them gently. New mouths breathe life into them. New eyes watch them take wing in a blaze of color heretofore unseen. Today's feature is a fairy tale. There is a prince. There is an enchanted forest. There is the shape of many familiar things, and yet for all its familiarity, there is, twining through that enchanted forest, a tendril of something wondrous and new. Is it the first queer fairy tale audio drama? No, of of course not. But I believe it is the first queer fairy tale audio drama made by a major podcasting studio. And in an era where crumbs of representation are thrown before audiences, and you are asked to believe that they are not crumbs but whole loaves, in an era like that, I invite you to sit down and partake of this meal. These are the first two episodes from Gimlet's The Two Princes, Once Upon a Time and Prince and Thief. 
I hope you enjoy them as much as I did. breaking into the Queen's private vault, Captain. We think it may be a spy from the Kingdom of the East. A thief? Where is he now? He slipped away, wiry little bugger. But don't worry, we'll catch him. See that he doesn't make it out of the castle. I'll notify the Queen. There's one more thing, sir. We think he has the forbidden book. What? Are you sure? Don't worry, we'll get it back. We'd better. If we don't, the Queen will have all our heads. Hurry. <laughs> Forgive the intrusion, your majesty, but this is the fiend we captured trying to steal the forbidden book. Kneel before the queen, thief. Well, villain, you led my knights on quite the chase. Take off that cloak and uncover your face. <gasps> Rupert? Hi, Mom. Oh, you are in big trouble this time, mister. Ow, ow, Mom, easy, on the ear, you're gonna pull it off. You'll be lucky to have any ears when I'm through with you. How dare you embarrass me like that? I'm sorry, okay? I know the forbidden book is, well, forbidden, but I have a thousand questions about the forest and no one will talk to me about it, and that book has answers. Maybe no one will talk to you about the forest because there's nothing worth talking about. Of course there is. It's taking over our kingdom. That's a lie. Mom. The forest is not taking over our kingdom. There are trees and vines literally everywhere. You can't cross the street without tripping over them. The crops are failing in our fields, and all the animals we hunt for food have been driven from the land. Our kingdom is being squeezed to death, and no one is doing anything. Can we please drop this distasteful subject? From what I've been able to piece together from gossip and legends, all our troubles began a thousand years ago, when the two kings challenged each other in the hollow. That's where the curse began. Maybe if we go there... No one is setting foot in that hollow. Uh, okay... Besides, even if there was a problem with the forest, which there isn't, it's hardly your responsibility. You're a child. Stop that! Stop what? Dismissing me! Rupert! You're such an ungrateful child. Ungrateful? Yes, ungrateful. We have our wonderful life. We live in a gorgeous castle, we throw marvelous parties, and up until recently, the people have been moderately fond of us. Why spoil it all by looking for trouble? Because our kingdom is on the verge of collapse. 
Oh, my poor boy. You have so much to learn about how to rule. But lesson number one is really very simple. Life can be perfect as long as you don't look too close. That sounds criminally incompetent. Well, how about this for a lesson? You're grounded. Hey! Let me out of here! You can't lock me in my room for the rest of my life! You're welcome to try and climb out of your window and scale down the tower again, but I'll warn you, I've had fresh crocodiles installed in the moat, and I have been much too busy to feed them, so I really wouldn't press your luck. <laughs> Kisses! Hey, Fitzroy. Looks like we're grounded. Again. You're right. I can't let her get me down. I'm just so tired of her treating me like a child. You know, if my dad were still here, there is no way she'd get away with this. He would take me seriously. He would listen when I tell him we have to do something about the forest. Actually, no, I take that back. If my dad were alive, he would have stopped the forest years ago, before it ever became a problem in the first place. Everything would be different. Mom wouldn't be driving me crazy, our kingdom wouldn't be in danger, and I wouldn't be... Yeah. Alone. what to do about the prince. Yes, your majesty. He's always been inquisitive, but these last few months, ever since the forest has grown more aggressive, he's become downright impossible. Yes, your majesty. I honestly don't know how much longer I can keep up this charade. I mean, the prince has eyes. He can see how much trouble we're in. Everyone can. Or if they don't, they will soon enough. And the second I let on that I've completely lost control of the situation, the second I stop smiling and start screaming, run for your lives, this kingdom is over. It will collapse into chaos and pandemonium, and that will be the end of everything. Yes, Your Majesty. Oh, is that all you have to say? Yes, Your Majesty. Yes, Your Majesty. You're my Lord Chamberlain. You're supposed to advise me. Well, old man, advise me. With all due respect, your eminence, perhaps it's time the prince was told the truth. The truth? What do you mean, the truth? About the forest and the prophecy. Not a chance. My goodness. I have protected Rupert from the truth for almost 18 years, and I'll protect him for the next 1800, if that's what it takes. Is that clear? Painfully, your ambidextrousness. Good. And while we're on the subject, you can take this book and burn it immediately. Burning the forbidden book won't extinguish the prophecy or the prince's curiosity, Your Majesty. Just as filling up your son's days with tea parties and ribbon cuttings won't keep him or the kingdom distracted forever. No, you're right. I've been far too small-scale in my thinking. <gasps> oh, 
Chamberlain, you're a genius. <clears throat> yes, Your Majesty. Night, boy. Sleep tight. What was that? Hello? Hello? Is someone there? Fitzroy? Did you hear that? Fitzroy? Okay, who's there? This isn't funny. If someone's there, you need to show yourself right now. Come to me. Hello? Someone out there? What do you want from me? Rule, but come to me. Come to the forest. Oh boy. Dare you're awake. Do get off the floor. You're not a dog. Shoot! Fitzroy, don't be naughty, or Mummy will have you stuffed. I had the weirdest dream last night. There was this voice. That's nice, dear. And... Now stop talking. Your mummy has the most wonderful news. I was thinking about what you said last night, and I realize you're absolutely right. It is time I stopped treating you like a child and allowed you to become the great prince that I know you're destined to be. Wait, for real? You actually mean that? I do, sweetie. Wait, so you're going to let me go to the forest? What? Oh, no. No. Sorry, I should have been more clear. You're not stepping foot in that forest. No, I was thinking, since you're turning 18, wouldn't it be something if I threw you a great, big, once-in-a-lifetime... Party. Wedding! What? I know! Genius! People love a royal wedding. They laugh, they cry, they eat too much cake. I know what you're doing. I am not getting married just because you want a distraction. Well, obviously not, silly. You're getting married for love. I'm not in love. Oh, sweetie, is that what you're worried about? Don't you give it a second thought. Mummy's taken care of everything. Wait, what does that mean? Yes, come in. What? No, get out! I'm in my pajamas! Rupert, hush! Lord Chamberlain, have you finished the proclamation? Yes, Your Majesty, would you like to hear it? If you would be so good. To all the eligible ladies of the kingdom, are you tired of being unmarried and unwanted? Do you crave meaning in your otherwise meaningless existence? Then bring your dancing shoes and an itemized dowry to Her Majesty's royal ball where you can win the chance to marry His Royal Highness Prince Rupert I. What? That's right. At the conclusion of tonight's royal ball, the prince will pluck one lucky lady from a life of obscurity and mediocrity by joining with her in holy matrimony. Drawbridge opens promptly at 8 p.m. Perfect. 
action. Send it out immediately. Yes, your majesty. No, wait, don't go, you can't... Call him back. Mom, call him back right now. Don't be silly, dear. The Chamberlain's a very busy man, and between you and me, I do not pay him enough for what I put him through. Now, let's figure out what you're going to wear to the ball. I know this is a rather bold suggestion, but I'm thinking ruffles. Mom, enough! No! I'm sorry, Mom, but no! I don't care what scheme you've concocted or how much of a distraction you need. I'm not tying the knot with a complete stranger just because you can't face the reality of what's happening to our kingdom. I refuse to be a part of this insanity any longer. Do you understand? This is me, Prince Rupert I, putting my foot down. I'm not getting married, and I will go to the forest and break the curse. And there is nothing you or anyone else can do to stop me. Oh, Rupert... I'm so sorry. I know how ridiculous I must seem to you, but you must believe me. I only want what's best for you. I know, Mom. There's nothing I wouldn't do to protect you. Nothing. You have to believe that. I do. Of course I do. Good. I knew you'd understand. Guards! Wait, what, 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 what are you doing? Escort Prince Rupert to the royal ballroom and tie him to his throne. What? Come this way, your highness. No, hey, 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 get your hands off of me. I'll see you at the ball, sweetie. You can't tie me up for the rest of the day. What if I go to the bathroom? Just hold it, dear. Hold it. For love. The Lady Gwendolyn, the Lady Dorcas. Do try to smile, dear. No girl wants a sourpuss for a husband. Maybe I'd feel like smiling if these ropes weren't cutting off my circulation. The Lady Cecily. OMG, Your Highness, it is so great to finally meet you. I am fangirling so hard right now. I'm like obsessed with you. The pleasure is all mine. Can I just say I love your outfit? The whole pajamas and bondage motif is like so brave. Lady Cecily, why don't you tell the prince about that extremely interesting book you were reading the other day? Book? What book? The book, dear. The one we discussed. Oh, right. The book. Wink, wink. Okay, so the other day I was totally reading this amazing book all about wagons. Dragons. Dragons. I'm just obsessed with dragons. I love reading about them and talking about them and sharing my life with a certain prince who also has a fondness for smelly, fire-breathing monsters. Well, (laughs) do you hear that, Rupert? Lady Cecily likes books and dragons. Two of your favorite things. I mean, what are the odds? What was the name of the book. Oh, Rupert, don't badger. Check por- question. Books don't have titles. Wow. Okay, Lady Cecily, thanks for stopping by. Do feel free to enjoy the rest of the party. You didn't really think that was going to work, did you? <sighs> Honestly, I thought the odds were 50-50. Now, if you'll excuse me, Lady Marjorie just arrived. I need to go say something devastating about her outfit. Don't fall in love without me. This night is never going to end. Unfortunately not, Your Highness. Ah, Sorry, Lord Chamberlain. I didn't realize you were still here. 
It's quite all right. I often forget I'm here myself. Yeah, well... You know, you may find this hard to believe, but I was in a similar situation when I was your age. Oh, really? Your mother tied you to a throne in your pajamas, then paraded you in front of every girl in the kingdom like a prize pig at a county fair? I meant I too was once expected to marry, and it brought great shame upon my family when I refused. Okay, look, you don't have to lay on the guilt about me doing my princely duty. Mom's got that covered. On the contrary, Your Highness. While the decision not to marry was indeed difficult, I've always stood by my choice, despite what it may have cost me over the years. Oh. Really? Really, Your Highness. So, you never fell in love with anyone? (laughs) Oh, goodness, yes. I fell in love many times. Then why didn't you get married? Because the kingdom was not quite ready for such a marriage. I don't understand. I think your royal highness does. Uh, no, actually, I I, I don't. I don't, I mean, I don't want to get married because I'm 17. I mean, whatever you choose to do in your personal life is up to you. I'm not, I'm not judging, but I'm not, I mean, you, you, you shouldn't assume. No, of course, your highness. Forgive me if I misspoke. Shall I fetch your mother? We still have quite the assortment of eligible ladies waiting to woo you. to the hollow, but you must leave immediately. Here, take my sword. No, I can't just leave you all in the middle of a battle. You must. The real battle, the battle that will decide the fate of everyone in this kingdom can only be fought in the hollow, and only you can fight it. What do you mean? There is a prophecy your mother has kept hidden from you. If you want to break the curse, you must get to the hollow, and once you are there, you must... Chamberlain! Chamberlain! Chamberlain, are you all right? Can you hear me? Go! To the hollow! Too optimistic, but I swear this vegetation is getting easier to fight. The vines barely seem to be putting up struggle. It's almost like they've they've given up. You're right. Look, the vines are crawling back. They're retreating. 
This doesn't make any sense. Why would the forest retreat, especially when it was on the verge of crushing us? I'd hardly say it was crushing us. Um, excuse me, Your Majesty. I think I speak on behalf of everyone here when I say, what the heck was that? That was like the most traumatic thing that has ever happened to me. She is right, Your Majesty. I've never seen the forest as bold as it was tonight. It was cunning and ferocious and deliberate. This wasn't some random infestation. This was an attack. Yes, all right, settle down. Did we have a trying night? Of course. Did a few people almost die? Sure. But isn't that the hallmark of a truly memorable party? I tell you, the forest was after something. And I don't think it would have retreated unless it got exactly what it wanted. And what, pray tell, would a forest want, Sir Percy? What, in your expert opinion, do you think those trees managed to achieve? Look around. The sun's about to rise. The castle is still standing, and here we are, all of us, ready to face the dawn. Nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing has changed. Isn't that right, Rupert? 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 Rupert! Faster, boy. We're almost there. Just over this hill. Keep going. Look. Euripides, there it is. The entrance to the forest. We made it, boy. We did it. We... Whoa. Whoa, boy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Euripides. Wait, 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 wait. Come back. All right. Not a problem. So it'll just take me a little longer to get to the hollow. So what? I've got two legs and a sword and this map. I can do this. I am just going to march into an enchanted forest and do battle with an unknown evil that's been terrorizing my kingdom for years. What could possibly go wrong? Rupert. <clears throat> All right, forest. You want me? Here I come. Away. Stupid voice luring me into the forest. Stupid forest with its stupid trees and stupid vines and ow! Stupid thorns! Ah! This forest is just trees and trees and more trees! Ouch! Okay, that's it. Okay, so, if that oak tree with the branches shaped like a skull is the same skull tree on this map... <gasps> what was that? Hello? Is someone out there? If so, I warn you, I'm armed! 
Okay. Ah. Okay. Calm down. It was probably just my imagination. Just because everyone back home thinks this forest is filled with monsters, that doesn't mean there's actually anything in here worth doing. Ah! What the heck was that? Oh, wow. That is one enormous wasp. Seriously, how does... Ah! Okay, look. I don't believe in violence, but the last 24 hours have been a particularly exhausting culmination of 17 incredibly frustrating years. So if you want to fight, let's fight. I'm done being with your nice friend. Oh my gosh. Did I just defeat my first monster? I did! I defeated my first monster! I am amazing! <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was more bug than monster, but still, this forest better watch out because I am turning out to be quite the natural hero. Disgusting. It smells like rotting cabbage. Ugh, or Fitzroy's chamber pot. Oof. Must be these mushrooms I landed on. Wow, they are foul. And sticky. I am seriously gonna need a bath by the end of today. Although, now that I'm getting used to it, I have to say the odor's not bad. I mean, am I crazy? I'd swear it smells less like a sewer now and more like like a garden of roses and pomegranates and, and, and fresh-baked pie. Ugh, I don't... I don't know what I was complaining about before. This place is amazing! I wonder if I could build a house down here. Maybe I'll ask those wasps. <laughs> uh, wait, where are those wasps? Oh, darling. What? Who put... Who said that? Is that you, my darling? Oh, maybe. I mean, yeah, I could be someone's darling. Where are you, darling? I'm at the bottom of a pit. Where are you? I'm here, too. Further down. Come find me, darling. I've been waiting for you for so long. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, how, how do I find Just you? Just follow my voice, darling. My song will show you the way. Then we'll be together forever. Hmm, together. That sounds nice. This is the song that I sing to my love. Aren't I lucky you fell from above? When we're together, my cute little pup, I'll hold you and squeeze you and gobble you up. Gobble me up? Metaphorically speaking. Oh, well, that's okay then. Life without love, like
like a life without food is empty and barren and terribly crude. But you came along, dear, to fill up my heart and also my stomach. What? Forget that last part. Hey, I think I see a light up ahead. Is is that you, Lady Voice? That's me, darling. Keep walking. You're almost there. Just a few more. Oh, wow. This place is <laughs> incredible. I've never seen so many flowers. Where am I? Where you've always wanted to be and where you've always been headed. The Garden of Delight. Garden of Delight? Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds... Delightful. <laughs> but I actually think I was headed somewhere else. Some place called the... Uh, the... Uh, you know, I can't actually remember. Why, why can't I remember? Don't worry about it. In fact, you don't need to worry about anything ever again. Who are you? I'm Flora, of course. The goddess of love. Wow, you are really beautiful. I am. And what's your name, darling? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, hang on, I know this, I totally know this, oh yeah, 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 no, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm Ru, 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 Rupert, that's who I am, Rupert. I'm so pleased to meet you, Rupert. Won't you come a little closer? You're still so far away. Oh, sure, although I feel like I should let you know I'm not really looking for anything romantic right now. I just wanted to be upfront about where I'm at emotionally, just so there are no hurt feelings or... Shh. Okay. All I want to do is soothe your troubled brow and lift the weight of the world from your weary shoulders. Wait, what... What are those things? Those are my tendrils of love. Don't be frightened. They only want to caress you. Huh, yeah, they're... There's actually... They're just a little constricting. Only because you're struggling. Um, look... Can we take a pause for a moment? You're really nice, but I think I think I need some fresh air. It's kind of hard to think down here. It's 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 it's, it's the smell. It's just there's something about it. It's it's full of love. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just it's too sweet. I can't I can't focus. You'll feel better soon. I promise. Just come a little closer. No, something's not right. I should go. But darling, no one ever leaves the garden of delight. Please tell your tendrils to let go of. I'm afraid I can't do that. Yes, you can. Now let go of me. Stop fighting me, human! I told you, no one ever leaves the garden of delight. Now come closer. Ah, what are you? You're not a goddess. No, I am a very hungry plant. And it's been ages since I got a meal as big and scrumptious as you. <laughs> no! Let me go, please! Somebody help me! You'll find a rope you can climb to the surface. I'm going to take care of this overgrown flytrap. Now go! I'm going to tear you limb from limb, you filthy, stinking human! Funny, I was just thinking the same thing about you. Ah! Almost there! Well, that was... 
was intense. What was that thing? I don't know what they're called, but the forest is full of them. Wow. I'm really glad you came along. Thank you for rescuing me and for being so beautiful. What? Brave. <clears throat> Thank you for being so brave. Not beautiful. Wow, sorry. That was <laughs> that was weird. I don't know why I said that. I think some of those toxins must still be messing with my head, you know? Making me say crazy things. I don't think you're beautiful. Not that you're ugly. I mean, obviously you're not ugly. I just mean if I had to choose, you know? If you put a sword to my head and said, am I attractive or ugly? Pick one. Obviously, I'd have to say you're attractive because objectively that's just fact. But it's not just like you're so attractive I can't stop looking at you. You know what I mean? Am I talking a lot? I feel like I'm talking a lot. You are. Yeah. So anyway, what I meant to say was thank you. Whew. Thank you for saving my life. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't come along. Then it's a good thing I've been following you. What? You've been following me? For the last hour. Ah, I thought someone was watching me. Wait, why were you following me? Also, what's with the lasso? I have some questions. And since I don't know or trust you, I feel like you'll be more inclined to answer them if I tie you up and dangle you from a tree. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Wait, what? Ah! Hey, no! Let me down from here! I thought we were friends! This is so not necessary! Now then! Who are you and what are you doing in this forest? Me? Uh, no one. I'm no one at all. I'm literally just passing through. Your clothes are filthy, but clearly western. And your sword is engraved with royal insignia. Do you work for the royal family? What? No, 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 definitely not. I definitely don't work for the royal family. So you're alone then? No one from the royal family is with you? Yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm totally alone. No royal family, I swear. Sorry. Can't be too careful, especially not in this forest. Yeah, no, 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 I, I completely understand. My name is Amir, Prince of the East. No doubt you've heard of me. Um, not really. I'm the son of Queen Atosa. Heir to the Golden Throne, defender of the burnished realm. Sorry. Hero of the Unstained Blade, protector of the Sacred Flame, champion of the Eternal Truth. Wait, what was that last one? Champion of the Eternal Truth. Champion of the Eternal... Yeah, no. Really? Yeah. Sorry, we don't really get much news about you guys in the West. We weren't even sure there was anyone left in the East, to be totally honest. We thought maybe the forest had finished you off. Oh. But... It's so great to meet you. I've never met anyone from the East before, and now that I have, I'm like, whoa, you people are awesome. <laughs> I don't know why we ever went to war with you, so can you maybe, like, let me down now? You haven't told me who you are or what you're really doing in this forest. Me? Uh, uh but my, my name is Fitzroy. Fitzroy? Yeah, Fitzroy, but everyone calls me Fitz. Not that I know many people, because I live here, by myself, just totally alone. You live in the Forbidden Forest? Yeah, I'm on the run, you see, from the royal family of the West, whom we both hate. Why are you on the run? That is a great question. I am on the run because I am a thief. A thief? Yeah. Uh-huh, I'm a thief. I mean, how do you think I got that sword? I mean, not to brag, but <laughs> I'm basically the greatest thief in all the West. Great. Just what I need. A vagabond with no concept of honor. Oh, well. The forest can deal with you. Wait, what? Wait, where are you, where are you going? You can't leave me like this. I also can't have a confessed criminal running around this forest. No, wait, you don't understand. When I said thief, I meant more like a, a Robin Hood situation. You know, steal from the rich, give to the poor. That's why the royal family hates me. I'm too good. I mean, where I'm from, I'm like basically a hero. A hero? In the loosest sense of the word. How long 
Have you lived in this forest? Uh, years? Well, well like, uh, forever. And yet, you nearly got eaten by a talking plant less than ten minutes ago because you wandered blindly into her lair. Yes. But... That's the first time something like that has ever happened to me, in all the many years I've lived here. So in terms of navigating the dangers of this forest, that's actually a point in my favor. Hmm. Oh, no, not the sword again. Oh. Ah. <sighs> Thanks, but next time, give a guy a little warning before you cut him down. I'll make you a deal, thief. Well, you can call me Fitz. My first night in the forest, my horse got spooked and ran off with my map. Since then, I'm afraid I've been... Completely lost. ...in need of directions. Ah. If you can take me where I need to go, I promise I'll spare your life and set you free when my quest is over. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, where do, where do you want to go? The Hollow of the Kings. The Hollow? You know it? Uh, yeah, of course, but... Why do you want to go there? That's none of your business. All you need to know is that it's imperative I get to the Hollow as soon as possible. Now, do we have a deal, or should I get my rope? No, I mean, yes, yes. I'd love to take you to the Hollow. Good. Then it's a deal. Absolutely. Shake on it? A prince shake hands with a thief? Okay, or not. Not shaking also works. Good. Let's get started. Now that you work for me, you'll carry my things. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay, no problem, buddy. Don't call me buddy. Okay, no problem, boss. Your royal highness is fine. Got it. Also, from now on, please only speak when spoken to. You talk a lot, and it's giving me a headache. Oh, really? I mean, it's just that we could be walking for a while, and not talking is going to make it kind of hard for us to get to know each other. Exactly. Oh. Also, Ugh. how many rules do you have? If I find out you're lying to me about anything... I'll feed you to the nearest plant. Got it? Got it. Great! Well then what are you waiting for? Lead me to the hollow! The Two Princes was created and written by Kevin Christopher Snipes and directed by Mimi O'Donnell, with performances by Noah Galvin, Laura Benanti, and Ariel Stachel. Executive producer Mimi O'Donnell, senior producer Katie Pastor, producer Ana Maria Savilas, associate producer M.R. Daniel. Edited and mixed by Matthew Ball, sound design by Daniel Brunel, score by Greg Glaswell and Bobby Lord. The Two Princes is the production of Gimlet Media. If you loved that, and I hope you did, because that's the point of this show, well, you're in luck. The entirety of season one of The Two Princes is out on your favorite podcasting service, and right now, the whole of season two dropped at once. It's free to listen, but for the moment, it's exclusively available on the Spotify platform. You don't need a paid account to listen to that, I just checked. 
Next week, you'll hear my conversation with Kevin Snipes, the writer behind The Two Princes, and learn the origins of the show, about growing up in Central Florida, and about the origins of an absolutely magnificent photograph of Kevin from, like, 2004. I mean, that and much more, obviously. You know how it works with, with us. That's the bargain you strike with us. Hey, it is Hanukkah and Christmas and Kwanzaa and Omisoka and New Year's, and if those celebrations are important to you, I hope that you have an especially good celebration this year. If they're not important to you, I hope you go see some movies when everyone else is busy, and that they are good and enjoyable movies. Consider giving the gift of a Radio Drama Revival shirt or tote bag to the important people in your life. Nothing says friendship like podcast merch. Listen, I work for a tech nonprofit. Half my t-shirts say Khan Academy on them, but the other half... The other half are podcast merch, and I guard them like precious gems. These are going to be like concert shirts in 25 years. You'll see. People will say, holy shit, is that an Ars Paradoxica? Is that a Hadron Gospel Hour? And I'll smile a secret sort of smile and say, maybe. Also, if you have not listened to the podcast Something True, specifically the episode from season one called Hex Processor, consider that my holiday gift to you. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. I've got one more gift in this Crimbo stocking. And it's your moment of will. Take it away, bud. Hi, listener. If you listened to this episode before August 14th, 2020, I just want to give you a heads up. I have changed this moment of will. Um, full disclosure and transparency, I found out that the author that I recommended is super racist and uh, wanted to fix that. I'm not going to say her name here um, because, because I don't want to promote her work anymore, which is why I'm changing this moment of will. So in this moment of will, instead, I recommend On Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vuong. Ocean Vuong came from the slam poetry community. Um, he is a queer writer who is Vietnamese and the story uh, On Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous. It's a novel Vietnamese writer. Uh, it's very autobiographical, seemingly. Um, I will say it is a, for a much more adult audience than Two Princes. So keep that in mind if you check it out. But it is... Because Vuong is a poet, it is very poetic. Uh, reading the prose is gorgeous. And you can just, <laughs> gorgeous briefly, <laughs> uh, you can just sink into it. It's really phenomenal. If you're looking for queer literature by queer people, I can't recommend it highly enough. Again, that's On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vuong. Ocean spelled like the sea. Vuong is V-U-O-N-G. I hope you enjoy and I love you. And now, let us sound the traditional end of episode gong, followed by the sound of snow falling in a quiet forest, where a little red fox laps at a stream not yet frozen, and bounds off into the dark. The sounds of that gong and that little foxy tell me it's time for the credits. This podcast is recorded in Washington, D.C., which is the unceded territory of the Piscataway Indian Nation, the Piscataway Kanoi Tribe, the Pamunkey people, and the Nanticoke people. 
If you live in the Americas, Australia, or New Zealand, you can learn more about the native, First Nations, or indigenous heritage of your area by visiting whose.land. Our theme music is Danger Diggy Doo by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Our line producer and associate interviews producer is Will Williams. Our senior interviews producer is Eli McElveen. Our associate producer is Sean Howard. Our researcher is Heather Cohen. Our social media manager is Ann Baird. Our submissions editors are Elena Fernandez-Collins and Rashika Rao. Our executive producer is Fred Greenhalge. I'm your host, David Reinstrom, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. Merry Christmas, joyous Kwanzaa, Hanukkah Sameach, Yoi Otoshiwo. Have a wonderful new year.